Hey legends, I'm Eliza Lee and you're listening to The Making of an Incredible MD, the podcast for aspiring medical professionals. Each week, we'll bring in a current MD student and a practicing physician to talk about an important topic in the medical field. From the effects of climate change to the influence of social media on our health, we'll uncover a maze of different perspectives and end each episode with an ethical dilemma for us all to consider. Stay tuned as we literally hear the making of these incredible MDs unfold right before our ears. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, the co-founder and managing director of Halad Health, Eliza Lee, sits down to have a chat with Mary Malik. Mary is a medical student at Monash University who is passionate about seeing a close in the gender gap inside medicine and beyond. They speak all things female role models, diversity and discrimination. It is a really important and interesting conversation. But before we get started, I will open the episode with an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners on, of the land in which I am on today, that is the Yorta Yorta land. I would also like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who are listening to the podcast today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. So my name's Mary. I'm in my second year of postgraduate medicine at Monash. Um, and yeah, so I guess I started off um, in biomed at Monash. So did a, um, a three-year degree of that um, and then got into postgrad. And so have done my preclinical year. So basically learning the basic sciences and the theory. And now this is my first clinical year. It's been a very interesting one at that. <laughs> Not much actual clinical placement, but yeah, it's been great. Um, and so I guess um, women's health and women's issues are always something I've been really passionate about and interested in. So I'm excited to talk a bit about that today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I know you maybe haven't been able to go on to so many like, clinical experiences so far, obviously given um, the circumstances with COVID, um, but if you can just tell me a little bit about um, the experiences of identifying as a woman in healthcare so far as a med student, how easy and difficult it has been for you to maybe earn respect in your cohort um, and what the future opportunities for you right now look like in, in sort of um, where you want to get to? Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's a big question. Maybe I'll start off with <laughs> me personally. I guess I've had um, a few female doctors in my family. So for me, it was never something um, that was like weird or something that, you know, women don't do. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it seemed like a, it was always a pretty normal thing for me that um, to go into medicine and it wasn't kind of um, associated with any stigma or anything like that. Um, and I guess going into medicine itself, um, I'd have to say probably as a medical student, most of the biases and the sexism that I've seen is mainly reflective of that that's present in wider society. So it's kind of those um, deeply ingrained biases in people that they don't even sometimes realise that they're there, um, mm-hmm. but they do sometimes manifest in very subtle ways. And I think that's reflective of the experiences I've heard from female physicians as well, where it's sometimes just a subtle comment here or there or the way that you're treated that can be a bit different and doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there are definitely biases that are ingrained in everyday things, just like the way you, the demeanor you talk to people or the, the comments that you say. But how about some of the more structural biases that um, are inherent today that you feel like are biases towards um, a certain gender or is that sort of now becoming untangled? Yeah, um, 
yeah, it's a big question. There's probably um, still definitely structural and systemic bias um, against women in the system, although there's no kind of, you know, like 100 years ago, women couldn't go to medical school. There's obviously not that um, anymore. But I guess um, in the way that medicine um, can be a little bit um, less forgiving on people who want to have families, um, have children, um, and often those people tend to be women. And I guess um, those kind of more ingrained social biases coming in and um, dismissing women as well, you're just going to go off and, you know, have a family or not giving them the flexibility and women being forced to choose between having a family and having their career. So I think probably at that level, that's more where the biases come in at maybe a structural level. And then there are always those more um, implicit kind of subtle behavioural biases on more of an interpersonal level. Yeah, and that's something definitely, you know, in terms of the planning for the future and, and um, choosing between essentially family and career, um, how does that play back into sort of where you are now as a med student and does that ever play on the mind of, um, for instance, yourself or um, any of your peers? Yeah, it really does. Like, <laughs> I guess you see the crazy hours that doctors are working on place and all you hear about that and you think, like, when on when's a good time to have children? How am I going to have children? How is it all going to happen? I just, I have no idea. Um, but I guess what I've heard from female physicians or just any physician is there is no good time. You just have to, you know, decide there's no best time. You just have to decide what the best time is for you personally. Um, and I guess, yeah, the decision of having a family and balancing that um, with your career, I think it's a very personal one and it's up to each person. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female or what you identify as. Um, it's probably something that you personally have to decide, well, how much time do I want to give to family? How much time do I want to give to my career? What are my priorities? Um, yeah, so it's, it's a very tricky one. And I, I think medicine should be supportive of everyone, no matter what your gender is, um, to pursue a family or pursue things outside of medicine. And um, yeah, for you to be someone or have a life outside of medicine as well. But yeah, I can understand it. It is, it can be quite difficult um, at times. Yeah. Um, and I guess a, a big thing about, I guess, being the pioneer, being able to see um, and identify people who look like you in the industry and the professions that you want to go into is a big um, part of what you decide to pursue. And I guess for yourself, having um, doctors and who are women in your family is, is a great, um, you know, privilege to have but I guess like being as now a medical student and um, across you know being exposed to different um, professionals who have come in and been able to sort of talk to you and whatnot have that do you feel like there have been enough um, I guess women in healthcare um, inspirations for yourself um, whether that be on a personal everyday level or on a just like a you know a public figure or whatnot um, that you know, help inspire you for the trajectory that they went on and, and dealing with the same things? Yeah, I think the unfortunate but definitive answer to are there enough female role models in healthcare is unfortunately no. And I think we really should be seeing more female role models in leadership positions or getting medical awards or um, women mentoring other women. Um, and I think that visibility of female leaders is something that is so important because it does inspire younger women and show them that yes it is possible to be a woman and have a great career and have a family and um, I think women supporting other women is so important um, as well and passing down that knowledge and yeah those experience I've had recently where 
obviously, you know, in the midst of the COVID pandemic right now, and Victoria's um, Deputy Chief Health Officer um, is a woman. And so I found myself saying like, oh, wow, I would like love to be like her one day. I would love to have a role like her. And it's something I'd never considered before. But then when I saw a woman in the role, it's like, hey, maybe it is possible to kind of go down that path. And then one of my friends was like, oh, but what about the chief health officer? Like, couldn't you be that as well? And I was like, hang on a second. Yeah, just because he's a man doesn't mean I couldn't do that job either. So, yeah, I think um, it just really showed me that, you know, even though I, these biases, I think, have become a bit more explicit for me or I thought they were, they still kind of do linger in there. And so for that reason, I think it really is important that we show girls, yes, it is possible for you to um, hold a leadership position and, follow your dreams and these are things that you can do and yeah there might be stumbling blocks in your way or um, biases that you might come across just because you're a woman but that doesn't mean it's not possible and we all support each other and we all engage in conversation about what some of those stumbling blocks are both men and women um, I think we can really see every individual achieving their full potential. Yeah no absolutely um, and for the, I guess, the upcoming generation who are listening in our generation, um, and you mentioned sort of what men and women can do, in your eyes, what can, I guess, um, women and what can men do to work on closing some of the inequalities that currently still exist or some of the biases that still exist? Yeah, I think what it comes down to really is just, um, number one, listening to women's experiences and not dismissing them. Um, and I guess, you know, women have to be aware of what's happening to them as well in the first place for that to actually happen. But yeah, so really listening to what women are going through um, and then maybe acknowledging some of the own biases that you might hold. Like, um, you know, I've heard many times of women um, hearing from patients like, oh, I didn't, or women physicians hearing, oh, I didn't think that you're the physician. I was expecting the physician to be a man and those kind of more implicit mm. judgments. So I think it's really about listening to women going, hey, this is something that I actually experience on a day-to-day basis and it can be, you know, pretty um, upsetting and kind of harmful and it's not a good attitude that we should have. Um, So listening to that, acknowledging that in yourself um, and really standing standing up and being a role model for change, whether whether you're a woman or a man, it doesn't really matter or whatever gender you identify as. Um, Just, yeah, um, making those subconscious biases a bit more conscious and then um having the courage to i think do something about that yeah and it's definitely a a courageous thing sometimes to be able to speak up for yourself have you ever had a personal experience of you know standing up for yourself in those situations and calling that out or um someone you know doing that on your behalf or seeing that happen Hmm. let me have a think um I can definitely think of times where, well, I look back and I think I wish I'd said something at the time or um, that wasn't the right way that I was treated. But um, so just, and I think this is a pretty like common example and studies have kind of found the same thing that if um, there's um, a group and there's um, an even split of women or men or more men than women, if basically if there's not a majority of women, then men will end up dominating the conversation, um, even if you know, without even realising it, just because I guess those are kind of ingrained almost gender roles that we've been socialised with. Um, And so I remember definitely feeling that in the leadership position I've held in the past where I had this great idea, but I just didn't feel like I could say it because kind of all the guys were just um, raising their opinions. So I wish um, at that point in time I'd been able to say something. I was a bit younger, but actually more recently I remember um, that kind of coming up 
in a uh, situation with some family members and I kind of raised it with um, another male family member like hey I had something useful to contribute to maybe you didn't realize that you kind of weren't letting me talk um, and he kind of went oh I like I genuinely didn't genuinely didn't realize like I'm so sorry um, and then kind of made a more conscious effort to kind of um, let me be included in that conversation um, with this other male so I think that was a really positive outcome and it's you know it's not like there's malicious intent either all the time sometimes people genuinely just don't realize um, what they're doing so yeah I think um, that was kind of a very small step I took to stand up for myself and thankfully at least in medicine so far in my clinical experience I haven't really been put in a position where I've had to stand up for myself but um, I think as I've grown older and I've seen more of these really inspiring female leaders um, talk about issues for that exist for women in medicine, that's really empowered me to feel like I can do so. Yeah, no, that's awesome that um, your, your friend sort of was able to be an ally in that situation and sort of include you in that definitely means the world. It could be the smallest gesture, but it means absolutely the world. Um, so we end every sort of episode with a bit of an ethical dilemma. Um, and just, I think everyone likes to just hear through the thinking that you have when you pose with this sort of situation. So the situation today is, should women in healthcare be financially and professionally supported, for example, with job security, if they choose to have children and apply for maternity leave, what are the ethical considerations associated with this? When I read that question, I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> um, I think definitely it doesn't matter whether you're a woman or you're a man or whatever um, and you're in medicine, I think you should be supported to have a family and you should be able to access paternity or maternity leave um, and still have job security. Um, and I, I think there are certain structures in place to support that um, when you're you've left medical school and you're training as well, which is really positive. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely the profession should be understanding um, that people do want to have families and it, you know, it doesn't matter, matter what your gender is. Um, if that's something that you decide that you want to prioritise in your life, you should be able to, and then that should be supported. Um, and I guess if I can just add as well, <laughs> um, something else that I think is particularly significant about medicine is that it can be kind of a very almost like hierarchical profession in that um, you go through the stepwise profession, sorry, progression from medical student to intern to resident to registrar to consultant. Um, and sometimes you can feel quite stuck within that power structure and like you can't have a voice or you can't speak out about when you're being treated unfairly. So I think that's another thing that medicine needs to try and address is really um, acknowledging people's voices no matter what level or in the hierarchy that you're at, per se. Um, because I think that really leads to mutual respect um, and trust and better communication and better teamwork. Um, and just um, people are, you know, happier and um, treated with integrity and what can be better than that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for rounding it off so well. Um, really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about um, women in healthcare, Mary. No worries. Thank you so much, Eliza. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.